Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30am to 9am every day of the week. This series is designed to help small businesses to get their questions answered by experts throughout the week. If you want to ask any questions during the session, then please stick it in the comments box or hashtag QBATE on Twitter and we'll get those answers for you as best we can. If you, only need, if you need any more advice during this, uh, after this session, then make sure you check out the QuickBooks Intuit Facebook group. So this is full of accountants and business experts that are in there 24 seven answering your questions. So it's a really useful resource to have. During the live session, we'll be running a poll. So please take part in the poll and we'll reveal, reveal the answers at the end. And I'll give you some thoughts from my side of what you guys are answering. My name's Jeremy Gorey, and I'm the Managing Director of JGBC. We're an accounting and bookkeeping firm based primarily in Scotland, but supporting clients throughout the UK. On Friday, I turned around to my team and I said, enjoy your weekend. It might be the last one we have for a while. The reason for this is we're about to go into potentially another lockdown. There's lots of new rules coming out from both the Scottish and the UK government about what businesses can be open, where and when. So it's really important as business owners, we all pay attention to the news for the next few days. On Friday, the UK announced various measures being imposed across the north part of England, where the pubs and restaurants must close by 10, and the numbers of people that can gather and socialise are being closely monitored. So as we go into a potential lockdown again, I think it's really important that we look at how we, came, how we dealt with it last time, and how we can deal with it this time and be feel a bit more confident going forwards. Last time, lockdown came a bit out of the blue. No one was truly ready for it. But if the UK was to go into lockdown this time, I believe a lot of the businesses are in a better position now than they were then. Most businesses have learned to pivot and change and offer their, their service in a different manner so they can continue trading in some form. The main issue, though, we're going to see at the moment is there's a lot of businesses that survived by being closed and just relying on government funding, which at the moment we have no inclination of any further funding being made available. So it's really important that every business looks at how they operate and tries to trade in a COVID safe manner. Is there an opportunity for you to move your sales online? Can you start running a delivery service? Can you start restricting the number of customers in your shop so that you can be COVID safe? So it's really important to have that start of thinking now about the potential impact we'd have face if another lockdown was happening, rather than just putting our head in, head in the sand and thinking it won't happen if I don't look. Another thing to start looking at is your cash flow for your pivot for your business. If you didn't have any trade or your trade decreased considerably over the next couple of weeks and for a few weeks longer, how will that impact on your business's cash flow? What cost savings can you make now to cover you and buy you an extra few weeks into the future? All these conversations are ones I recommend you having with an accountant or a bookkeeper who will understand your business and help, can help you take a neutral look at your business and find cost savings for you. Sometimes it's really difficult for you to see the woods through the trees or the trees through the woods, whichever way that one goes. Um, when you're so close to your business. And that's why it's really helpful to bring in someone neutral to look at your business and ask questions. They aren't criticising what you're doing. They're just trying to ask questions to gather information so they can work out if that's the right thing to be doing and if you can make any money savings there. So 
the whole team, my whole team went and enjoyed their weekend. We're fully aware that this week and into next, we're going to be manning the phones and responding to emails day and night, trying to support our clients and anyone else that needs our support. So start planning now and don't ignore it. Next thing I want to cover today is over the weekend, lots of people, uh, lots of businesses started receiving letters from HMRC. A couple of weeks ago, someone from the HMRC announced that they believe there's a £35 billion worth of fraudulent claims for furlough or accidental claims. Since then, there's been a lot of media and public pressure for HMRC to help start taking action to retrieve some of this money. The way they're starting to do this is they're sending letters out to lots of businesses that claim furlough and they're stating that you may, and it is very much at may, have overclaimed on your furlough. If this is true, then this is how to pay some of it back. Now, there's no true science from what we've seen behind these letters. They are being sent out blanketly uh, to random businesses who've claimed furlough. And it's HMRC's first kind of step to see if they can reclaim some of the money without taking too much effort and having to put too much resource into it. Since the announcement of the £35 billion worth of expected accidental claims and fraudulent claims was announced, £215 million has been repaid to HMRC in overclaimed furloughs from people volunteering that money and information. If you have overclaimed accidentally, then if you make the repayment now, there'll be no further action. So it's really worthwhile just double checking all your numbers and making sure you're confident that you've claimed accurately. If your accountant made a claim, it'd be worth just checking with them. We, although we were confident we made all our claims accurately, we did have a quick look through on Friday just to redouble check all of our figures and make sure we were happy that we'd only claimed what we should have done, uh, which we were. So when our clients have received these letters over the weekend, we were very confident to turn around and say, ignore it, don't worry about it. It's just a fishing exercise from HMRC. So if you do realise that you've overclaimed, then you just need to go to HMRC's website and look at the furlough support and there'll be details there of how to repay some of that money to them or how to notify them and make, set up a payment plan to repay the money gradually if you can't afford to repay it all today. The final part I want to talk about is a scheme that's been launched by HMRC. It was announced back in July, but there wasn't much detail until now. So the scheme's called the Kickstarter scheme. It's designed to get 16 to 24 year olds into work because that's the generation that normally suffers the most when it comes to redundancies and a crash in the economy. We've, since the July announcement, which everyone was very positive about, we've now had a lot more details through about it. And there, there is a slight catch for small businesses. To take part in the scheme, you need to be able to offer 30 plus job roles. Um, or you need to take part in a group or consortium of businesses that between them can offer 30 job roles. So as soon as small businesses saw that news last week or the week before even, a lot of them just went, that's not for me, I can't do that. However, they've now launched a list on HMRC's website of the uh, consortiums that are already established. So most business uh, hubs and um, local support groups are now launching their own consortiums along with Chamber of Commerce and councils. So a lot of the 
actual county councils have actually launched their own consortium. Um, so there's a long list on the on their website of who you can contact uh, to discuss about joining their consortium. And that is broken down by Scotland, Wales, and then county by county for England. So if that's something you're interested in still, and now you realise you can take part, even though you've only got one or two jobs to get involved with, then have a look at that website and get in touch with anyone that's offering a service that you feel you can work with so that you can take part and offer those jobs out. The Kickstart's a really great way to help boost your business and to generate jobs for people that are in 16 to 24 year old bracket. They've also got to be on universal credits and at risk of high, at high risk of long-term unemployment. But that's not an issue because the D Department of Works and Pensions are working out who can and can't apply for the jobs and they're passing the applications on to you as a business owner to then interview them so that you know you're interviewing the right people and you're offering the job to the right person that suits your business but also meets the requirements of the grant aid. Each business owner, when you have an employee, take an employee for the Kickstarter role, will get £1,500 one-off grant towards the startup costs and the training of this person. And then the government will co cover the six-month contract of 25 hours a week, minimum wage, uh, they, the government will pay that wage for you. If you want to pay them more money than minimum wage or give them more than 25 hours a week's wages, then that's fine, but that's at your cost, not the government's. There's also other requirements in that scheme, such as you've got to provide CV and interview training skills. So they, the person walks away with not only six months experience in a role that will help their CV, but also has walked away having learnt how to write a CV and sit an interview. There's lots of different ways you can do that. Uh, we are, JGBC, who are setting up a consortium, are looking at providing, bringing in an expert to do a online session to, do, to deliver that. Each consortium will deliver their own way of doing it though. The um, other part of the Kickstarter programme is that you've got to prove that by someone working with you, they're gonna walk away with improved skills such as teamwork, communication, customer service, organization etc which i believe most small businesses would be able to achieve that quite easily they just need to have a think about how they word what they're doing with the job so lots of there's a really positive opportunity there for kickstart to to create work, more work and to help give your business that boost it needs going out of lockdowns and into the new normal so if you want to take part of that just visit the hmrc website and have a look at the furlough, um, not the furlough, sorry, the Kickstarter programme. And there's a, a link there for the list of all the different consortiums you can help join. So let's get on with these questions that we've got coming in. So we've got first question today from Tim on Facebook Messenger. Hi, do you know any scheme to support businesses, employees, and the employees will be extended if another lockdown will happen? At the moment, Tim, the only financial support that we are aware of is available in England. And that is if you have a business property and you're forced to lock to close because of lockdown, you'll be given £500 a week in every three weeks to help cover your running costs. That's currently the only support that we are aware of. Um, we've been monitoring this quite closely over the weekend. Um, but at the moment, there's no discussion 
further discussion, should I say, on extending furlough, any new business grants, etc. The other support that's still available until November is the C-bills and bounce back loan. So if you've not taken advantage of that yet, it may be worth having a thought, a think about taking it out. Even if you don't need it just now, if you take the loan out and you put it into a savings account, and if in six months time, things are back to normality for you and your business and you never spent that money, you can just give it back to them because there's no interest for the first year. Um, so it gives you a cash a cash cushion, as it were, to be able to know your business can financially continue to trade even in these restrictive times. But at the moment, that's the only support that's currently out there. It's the £1,500 every three weeks for England-based businesses uh, with a business property. So if you work from home, you're not eligible for that. Uh, and the bounce-back loan, that's still available until November. The next question is from Colton on Instagram DM. Hi, a lender wants direct debit from me, from my business account. Is this common? I'm probably going to need a bit more information on that one, Colton. Um, so the lender wants to set up a direct debit from your business account. Is that common? Um, it depends what they want to, why they want to have a direct debit from your business account. If it's so that they can make take their monthly repayments, then direct debits are quite common because it's a safer and automated way of getting the money uh, out of your account without you having to remember to pay them. So it can also be a lot cheaper than processing car transactions, etc. So if that is what they want it for, then yes, that's fairly standard practice. All of our clients pay via direct debit, so we invoice them each month. And 30 days later, the direct debit collects from their bank account. Um, and we just use GoCardless for that, which talks really nicely to QuickBooks. Um, but if you want to come back with any more detail to that, if that's not answered your question, Colton, please do. And I'll try and help a bit more. Our next question is from Neil on Twitter DM. With tighter rules being introduced in some parts of the country, do you have any evidence on how I can prepare my business? Uh, sorry, any advice on how I can prepare my business? I'm running a bed and breakfast in Cornwall. Neil, I think you're in one of the tougher spots. There's a lot of businesses out there that managed to pivot and develop new services in the last lockdown, which saw them be able to trade and continue trading at some level. Uh, a B&B &B is certainly a harder thing to work out how you're going to pivot and generate income. At the moment, we're not in a total lockdown. And... The governments in both Scotland and the UK are working hard to prevent that from happening. So it's important, though, that you're checking where your guests are coming from. So if they're coming from a lockdown area, then as a responsible business owner, I'd have to question whether I should let them stay in my B&B. &B. Um, because they may be putting other people at risk because of the area they've come from, even though they've not tested positive for COVID themselves. Um, but at the moment, I know the governments are trying to work around a complete lockdown, so there is still some opportunity to trade. Um, but as I said earlier, you need to look at your cash flow. You need to plan ahead. You need to look at how many people are booked in um, and how many people are needed to staff and man that. Um, but also look at offering B&B uh, &B packages to people in a more local surrounding Maybe the town down the road 
uh, or a local city such as Exeter might be a good place to target some adverts so that they can come and stay in Cornwall, uh, providing they're not under lockdown themselves. Um, but yeah, it's all about planning, looking at your costs, trying to minimise those so you can drag out your cash for, that you've got in your bank for as long as possible, really. <coughs> okay, we've got a message from Maya on Instagram DM. Hi, I'm new to QuickBooks. Do you know if I can write checks in QuickBooks online? Hi, Matt. So you, there is a checks feature in QuickBooks that allows you to record the use of a check. So it looks for it in the bank account and matches it. Um, but it doesn't write the actual checkout itself. Um, not many businesses use checkbooks anymore. Um, it's more electronic payments. Um, I think I've dealt with free checks in three years in my business. Um, so yeah, so QuickBooks, you can tell QuickBooks that you've written a check and tell it what bill you've paid with that check. And it will then look for it in the bank account to match it, but it won't write an issue checks for you, no. The next question is from Twitter DM. Hi, Johan. What if I overclaimed furlough and I can't pay it all back at once? What can I do? I would get in touch with HMRC. I'd make them aware of the honest mistake you may have made. Um, at the moment, that's what HMRC are looking for, is just for people to come forward and go, hands up, I've made a mistake. Um, and they will potentially look at setting up a payment plan. It will be down to decide. It will be down to which call cool cool, um, handler you get as to how what they offer you. Um, but yeah, get in touch with HMRC, explain the error, and if you can't afford to refund, repay it just now, then make sure you um, offer them a payment plan, um, even if it's a case of. I'll get back in touch with you in four weeks. HMRC are being very understanding of the COVID situation. They understand cash is tight for everyone. Um, so, yeah, just be open and honest with them and we'll see what they can do for you. But they have been very good with the way they're writing their letters, etc. They're not demanding money or anything like that. They just want to open that communication so they can track down where the money's gone. Right, our next question is from Olivia May on Facebook Messenger. The Kickstarter scheme sounds great. I might be interested in talking, taking on two or three people. What do you know? Do you know how I can apply and what I need to provide? So at the moment, you can't provide, you can't apply for that Kickstarter scheme yourself because you're only offering two to three roles. You need to be able to apply through a consortium. So have a look at HMRC's website for the list. Uh, of consortiums in your area, and then off, you know, approach them. What they will need from you to be able to make the application for the 30 plus roles from everyone in the consortium is the job type, uh, job description you're offering and how many jobs, an approximate start date of those job roles, and a description of how you're going to meet the Kickstarter requirements for each job role. So how is each job role going to be able to benefit from organization skills, teamwork, et cetera. So at the moment, it's just needing basic details like that and just getting, getting in touch with a consortium and starting that working relationship with them so that they can go and start applying for these uh, the funding for those roles. The way the government set it up is very much a case you have, is that a consortium has to, or a larger employer for that matter, 
is having to deliver the an application. So they apply for funding for these 30 roles. It goes to a panel, it gets signed off, and then you can start advertising the roles, etc. And it's after you've the panel signed it off. That's when you need a lot more detail for the question uh, for the roles. So for now, just think about how what roles you need. Can you guarantee six months work for them? And uh, will they meet the objectives of the Kickstarter scheme with these roles? Um, you've also got to be really careful that you're not taking on any extra staff, uh, any staff that are replacing other staff you've already got. So these have to be genuine new job roles. Um, so if you've made redundancies and then you've, you're going to bring in Kickstarter scheme to replace them, that may cause some issues. Uh, we're still waiting for final details on that part, but we're expecting the first job Kickstarter scheme roles to start in November this year. So we've still got a bit of time to get you all set up and organised and get the final detail to us. But hopefully that helps. Uh, but ultimately, go to HMRC's website, look at Kickstarter and look at the directory of consortiums for small businesses to uh, act through and then go from there. We have another question from Nick on Twitter DM. Good morning. I'm looking at changing who I do payroll with and looking at the offerings that QuickBooks have. What's involved in transferring payroll providers? Hi, Nick. So the transferring of a payroll provider should be fairly simple. I always advise you transfer at the end of a payroll period. So if you pay monthly on the 30th of the month, wait until the first of the next month to start your transfer because that gives you a month to sort it all out. You'll need to take your, uh, all the financial details of the pay to date from the current payroll software or provider and input them into the new QuickBooks payroll uh, software that you're going to use. The QuickBooks payroll is fantastic. Uh, we have several clients on it um, and it's very easy to use. Um, and they've got a bit of a startup wizard. So it will take you through step by step what details you need. And you can step away from the process if you need to go and get more details to complete that step and then go back to it. It won't have lost the previous stuff you put in. So if you um, have a look, just have a look at the startup wizard um, and then it, it will tell you what details you need to take for every step, for every employee, and that will allow you to transfer over nice and easily. We have got a question from Joanna on Instagram. Is the Kickstarter scheme the same or similar to an apprenticeship? No, the Kickstarter scheme is very different. The Kickstarter scheme is just giving 16 to 24 year olds um, experience in a job role. It's not an apprenticeship. They're not walking out of this with any qualifications. They're just walking out with experience and new knowledge from that is gained from day to day work in the workplace. Um, you could offer them a six-month apprenticeship as part of the Kickstarter campaign. Um, and there's training providers out there that are tailoring uh, pack, uh, apprenticeships in IT, digital marketing, stuff like that, that they are confident they can deliver within a six-month window so that uh, and they can use funding from, the, from their local government to be able to fund that so it doesn't cost the employer anything. And then you'll be able to... Um, benefit from a qualification and the experience, but the requirements of Kickstarter is not an apprenticeship, it is a job experience. It's something to get them some work on their CV um, and to fill this window when people are gonna be 
reluctant to employ otherwise. So uh, it's not, yeah, not an apprenticeship. It's very different, but you can build in an apprenticeship for six months if you wanted to. Okay, we have got a question from Yola on Twitter DM. Do you know what businesses can claim the new local lockdown? So the new local lockdown grant is only available in England and it is for businesses that have a business property that have been forced to close because of a local lockdown. So for example, in Leicester, when they got locked down several, about six or eight weeks ago now, compared to the rest of, the, of England, if this grant was available then, they would have been able to claim £500 a week for three weeks at a time to go towards their running costs. Um, so if you have a business property that's been forced to close by the lockdown, then you can claim. If you don't have a business property because you work from home or you are a uh, moving around with your business, etc., like a business van or something, then you won't be able to claim. You've got to be a business property registered for business rates. Even if you get no, if you don't pay business rates, you still have to be on their register. It's a bit like the set, the business support grant that came out at the very start of the process. Um, so yeah, have a look at that. Um, but it's not, it's being very specific about what postcode areas are affected by local lockdowns. So it will soon tell you if you are or aren't eligible for it. Okay, we've got our question with from Meg on Facebook Messenger. Good morning. I'm a bit worried about my work situation if the country will see a second wave as I work for a small high street shop. Do you know what would happen, what help I would get if I'm able to get, if I lose my job in the coming months? Okay, so hopefully the lockdowns are going to be way, worked in a way that we're not going to see mass redundancies, etc., because of it. The furlough is available until the end of October. So that'll buy us a bit more time. Um, but if you do become un unemployed and you lose your job, then the, the first thing you need to look at is universal credits. So that's not a lot of money, but it's some money coming in. It might help. But that is very different uh, on a case-by-case -case scenario. So if you've got a partner that you live with and they're in work, you probably won't get universal credits um, just because of the way they assess these things. Um, but then if you're 16 to 24, you could apply to be on the kickstart scheme and get jobs that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really uncertain time at the moment, but the re part, the main part of the uncertainty is we just don't know what these lockdowns are going to look like. We're expecting more news in the next two, three days. Um, so just keep a close eye on the news, keep talking with your employer, um, and keep an open communication with them and hopefully we'll be able to work through it. Um, but yeah, at the moment, it's just the universal credit that's available to you. Okay, so we're gonna move on from the questions. The poll results are, out, are now in. So we asked you, are you nervous about the impact of another lockdown on your business? 33% said no, and 67% said yes. The 33% that have said no, I would imagine are people that have already pivoted they survived the lost lockdown by trading still in a different manner so they're confident they can continue this in the next lockdown the 67 percent of you that said you are nervous have a look at pivoting have a look at your cash flow 
if you haven't pivoted yet, then start looking at what others are doing in your industry and around you. Um, there's been loads and loads of media coverage on how different businesses have uh, pivoted in different areas. So spend a bit of time on Google and Googling it and seeing what everyone else is doing uh, and see if that's something you can do. Um, if you did pivot in the first time, but the trade, the income wasn't great, then I, I imagine that's leaving you quite nervous as well. Um, but you're in a better position than many. Um, so look at the offering you've pivoted to. See if there's a way you can grow it. Um, ultimately, look at your cash flow. Look at the bank accounts and how what's going in and out when and how you're going to be able to, if you're going to be able to save any money on any of that. And just keep an eye on the news for any funding support that they're going to announce. <coughs> at this moment in time, we really don't know what that funding support is going to look like, if there is any. Uh, and it's going to be down to the severity of the lockdown we're going to have to face. But the UK economy did really well. Uh, small businesses, sorry, did really well during the last lockdown. And I think they're the most flexible and dynamic group of businesses out there. Um, so I'm sure that with a bit of thinking and a bit of pivoting, you'd be able to come through this and carry on trading on the other side. So my name's been Johan Gori. Um, if you've got any questions, please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team or on Facebook, or you can ask the JGBC team and myself. We are covering our phones 8am till 10pm, seven days a week. Um, you can find us at jgbc.co.uk. Uh, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Coming up on Ask the Expert is Sean Goldsmith, who is a specialized specialist advisor for franchisers. Sean's been on a few times so far and has opened up the doors and windows on a, the concept of franchising, and it's been really educational. It's something I enjoy watching his sessions and learning quite a lot about franchising that I didn't know about, so it's definitely worth having a look, whether you want to franchise your business or be a franchisee. Um, and a quick reminder that if you need any advice outside of this, then please go to the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB account uh, community group on Facebook, where there's accountants and businesses uh, experts there available 24-7. My name's Johan Gori. Thank you for, for joining us today and have everyone hope everyone has a great day.